it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Deval Shaw. He is a Minneapolis native who has spent a career uh, in hospitality and a number of other industries, but is also committed to his community. He's also one of our newest Dickies family members, uh, owning a store in Herndon, Virginia. Thanks so much for joining me today, Deval. Thanks for having me, Betsy. Fantastic. So tell me about, a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey, and how you came to be where you are now. Sure. So like you said, uh, I grew up in Minneapolis, moved to uh, D.C. metro area in 2010. Uh, essentially, my wife and I uh, got married in 2010. Congratulations. She, she decided or told me uh, one way or the other. She's not moving <laughs> to Minneapolis. And uh, I told her I'm not moving to New Jersey, where her hometown was. Um, so we ended up in D.C. Happy compromise. Um, and that's where we've been. Um, Hospitality has been in the backbone uh, since I was in high school, working at restaurants, uh, managing restaurants, moving into my corporate world, uh, working with people in my corporate and just coming back to hospitality again um, through various businesses and not through Dickey. That's fantastic. So like you said, you, you've been, uh, you spent a lot of time in the corporate world and you, as we talked about, you know, it's everything from hotels to candles to now restaurants. Correct. To, to tell me about that and how that, how that translated over to uh, restaurant ownership. So like I said, uh, you know, high school, college, I worked in restaurants, managed restaurants. So it was for about 12 years, uh, doing from hourly employee at Taco Bell to managing a full service sit down restaurant. Uh, and then eventually moving into the marketing aspect for Culver's um, for the last four years in my restaurant world. Uh, corporate side, uh, work as a digital workplace for Airbus, uh, where I oversee all of the users within North America. And then uh, five years ago, roughly five years ago in May, I had the opportunity to purchase a hotel back in Minneapolis uh, suburbs, which uh, I did with my wife, um, which has been operating really well uh, over the last five years. Um, and I've always wanted to own a restaurant, um, but now is the perfect time because we're in a comfortable position. Um, Dickies, there's a couple in Virginia, and this is going to be third one where I live within a 10 mile radius. Uh, but no, no good barbecue. Uh, I would say that I go to on a regular basis. Uh, being here in Texas for the last three weeks, uh, I could say lunch, dinner, late night snack has all been barbecue. <laughs> I love, I love that. It's one of those things. Hey, when I got hired on, they said, why are you interested? And I said, are you kidding me? These are two of my favorite things. Barbecue and philanthropy. Let's do it. <laughs> Pretty sure that's why Laura Ray hired me. Yeah. But but so I love it. And, and speaking of, of, of your hotel in Minneapolis, we're talking, you, you've been able to use kind of a lot of your corporate experience and really to turn that around and help the community. And you really did that particularly during 2020 and during COVID with your hotel. Correct. So uh, having uh, worked with uh, hospitality and having worked with businesses and government uh, in my corporate job, uh, we were able to leverage that relationship with state of, Minneapolis, or state of Minnesota, specifically the city and the county, uh, to provide housing and accommodation for homeless individuals in 2020. Um, we created a program where state provided the individuals tested uh, negative for COVID, and we provided the housing so they were off the streets, not spreading the disease within the community. Um, and that lasted the entire year. We were able to help the uh, the state by removing that in, or removing those individuals from the street for summer, winter, especially the harsh winter in Minneapolis, um, and worked with the local uh, community uh, and other businesses, other business hotel owners, uh, to be able to do that. Uh, 
um, which was a great success. Um, if something like this happens again, uh, we're in a good position to do it again. That, that, that's tremendous and that's huge. I mean, because for so many folks who, who are homeless, that the, the idea that they have somewhere safe, especially, I mean, obviously those winters are, are brutal. They're yeah. helpless. Um, but, but the idea that they have somewhere safe, that they have that bed, that they have somewhere to take a shower, that they can then turn around and potentially get employment and really get back on their feet. And that was a huge service you were providing for them. Correct. So not exactly. So housing was one aspect of it, but their morning and afternoon or morning and evening meals were provided by the state. Um, and then local uh, education, uh, resource center uh, and the and the university that was down the road work with them to provide some kind of training to get back into the community um, and get back on their own two feet uh, they had the entire year to use the program learn new trade and get back into the community i love that and i i don't even know how you can do all the things you do but you're also the president of north american network of indian professionals Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you see your wife and your children, but so tell me about the work that you all are doing there as Indian professionals and really the, the difference that you're making in the community and I mean, quite frankly, around the world. Sure. So the the network of Indian professional, um, our main goal is uh, the two aspects. We, net, we bring all Indian professionals, specifically South Asian professionals together to network and help each other. Um, in different communities, different resources, but also raise money, um, whether or raise money monetary-wise or volunteer time for different different charities. Uh, some of the biggest ones that we've done so far, uh, one is called Cancer is Colorblind, uh, which helps solves um, which which raises funds for cancer research uh, in partnership with Children's Hospital, uh, and the other is providing education to young girls in the third world country. Um, specifically in the Middle East, in Southeast Asia, uh, and in Africa. That's remarkable. And, and again, I mean, really a passion for, for, for helping young women there because you're also involved. I mean, again, his, his, his resume, y'all just reads like, like, so doing so many good things to communities. You're also working with generosity global and tell me more about what they do and, and what that work looks like. Correct. So over the last two years, we started working with a nonprofit based in Maryland, uh, through a friend of mine, uh, generosity global, uh, there we raise money, uh, not for education, but even more important purpose, water. Uh, specifically digging wells in rural Africa where uh, young girls, uh, females within a small village, they have to, they don't have no running water. So sometimes they'll go five, 10 miles walk and carry the water from river back to their home, um, which is brutal. If you think about it, I don't want to go down the down my hallway and grab water. Uh, that's why a water bottle uh, and think about just carrying two, three buckets of water and imagine how heavy they are. Uh, by being able to provide that resource and dig in a well in the community, it brings running water to those community where now they can use their time to better, um, to educate themselves and get out of poverty. So it's kind of combining all different, I, different things we're doing into one larger, you know, opportunity for them to improve their life. Absolutely. I mean, because of my background, I, I've worked for schools and it's the kind of thing children can't learn if they're hungry and they don't have access to food and water and things like that. I mean, to, to your point, if 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 young girls and young women are having to worry about I've got to go, you know, 
two miles, three miles to go get clean water and then walk back. Well, that just took up most of your day. Correct. Um, and so I, they, they don't even have the ability to gain that education. So I mean, what, what, a, what a huge gift that you're, that you're giving to so many families and, and folks. So, so tell me, I mean, it, it sounds like I, I think you've made volunteering and community service and a full-time job. So tell me kind of what, why giving back to the, so community, to the community is so important to you and where that comes from for you. So this was instilled from uh, both, you know, for my wife and I, it's instilled from our parents. Uh, my, my mom was a nurse. Um, she volunteered her time uh, as a nurse, as a working mom. Uh, she always volunteered her time, gave back to the community and helped the, helped the sick child or sick individual when needed. And that's where we get it. Um, it is something that either you get it through your parents or you learn or you learn through your friends. But it, it's a self-motivation. Nothing can be instilled upon, you know, some volunteer work is not something that you learn. It's something that you want to do. It's a self-motivation to me. Absolutely. And you, and you have young children right now. Yeah, they, they have to, <laughs> <laughs> you do, young children right now. So how, how are you kind of instilling that in them, that that's going to be something that they, they carry forward for you? So the uh, so same way the, uh, my parents uh, did it for us. Uh, they're a little too young right now, but I'm learning through friends of mine. Um, where they have a nine, 10 year old kids and they're taking them with them when they volunteer and how to, how to give back to the community. Whether you're a two year old or a 10 year old, you're always able to serve meals to someone. It, it starts very small, but you can build upon that. Absolutely. You know, and I remember we, we were doing a, a toy drive, particularly around Christmas and things yep. like that. Um, and when you explain to young children, if they're going shopping with you, it's like, well, you know, you have a have a teddy bear that makes you feel better if you're if you're sick or hurt. Wouldn't don't you think other kids should have a teddy bear too? And then they kind of explaining it to them that way. I think yep. um, it can can make such a difference. So, what when when someone looks at what you've done? I mean, whether it's in business or giving back, what do you tell someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? So I yeah. So this is something my manager at a couple of. Uh, positions have said it and it was interesting to hear from two different individuals um you do it without saying you're doing it right if you have to announce you're doing something you're doing it for self-recognition if you're volunteering it you just volunteer you don't talk about it you give your time uh anytime you make a huge publicity out of it it defeats the purpose of volunteering mm -hmm. um for me um we're talking about it here because uh yeah um, I want to get involved with the Dickies Foundation and expand what I'm doing on top of <laughs> with everything we've discussed. But at the end of the day, uh, it's it's in my background, right? It's in my background. Well, certainly, and and Dickies and with the foundation, we talk a lot about doing both well and good. That's yeah. that's really a core value for us, and we we are doing the right things for the right reasons. Um, we do tell people about the great works that our owners are doing because we understand we have so many amazing owners who are out there helping their communities. Um, and, and we're really proud of that. It's not, um, it's not, a, not so much a self-promotion thing, but we are proud of these family members who are supporting their communities for us. And we also know that people want to support businesses that support their community. And so if, if it's the kind of thing that you're out there doing the right things for the right reasons and we can share those good deeds and it can help the business so that it, you can continue to do all these good things. That's certainly one of those things that we look at. So I didn't mean from a corporate side of the oh, house, sure. it's more of the individual side. Um, Cause I, I've known people that will take a lot of pictures 
of themselves <laughs> while volunteering right. rather than focus on volunteering. Sure. Right? Doing good in community definitely does need to be promoted, mm -hmm. um, mentioned, so other individuals can get involved, but it's not for self-recognition. It's, it's doing well in the community. Absolutely. Right? That's, that should be the main focus, and that was my point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the kind of thing, again, I, I love to share the work that we do at the foundation. I love to share what our owners are doing, but if I'm out personally volunteering, I there may not be any pictures of that because um, probably I'm, you know, out there and I'm dirty and grubby and I don't want those pictures on social <laughs> media. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so I love that you've had all these experiences really giving back. It, it, is, is there one that really kind of touched your heart that, that you've been able to be part of? Well, I think the education is the number one. Um, yeah, having been born in India, uh, moving here, education was instilled upon at a very young age. Um, and having spoken to my wife and it's not her struggle, but some of her cousins struggle back in India uh, and the challenges. Even to this day, when I hear about, you know, young girls not having the opportunity uh, to, to get educated, to go ahead in the world. And with me about to have a young daughter that is very near and dear to me that, you know, the girls have the opportunity to get the education, same education that the boys will have. and move forward in their life and not be uh, not be stopped because of old culture, old habit, or some other constraints are, are out there. Absolutely. I mean, and one of the things you'll notice at Dickie's, I mean, whether we, we have a female CEO of the, of the barbecue <laughs> restaurants, a female board president for the foundation, we've got a lot of strong women around here. Yeah. So absolutely, we're very pro-education pro and particularly for, for, for young women and making yeah. sure that we can level that playing field. Um, for sure. So kind of when you think about all the people that you, you have certainly helped so many people in your career, are there two or three people who really made a difference for you? Ah, that's a tough one. Um, it's tough because there are a lot of people that we've interacted with. Um, I know a lot of people always go to mom and dad and, and props so to mom and dad. Mom sure. and dad helped with uh, you know, definitely the uh, the work ethic and the the giving back to the community uh, mindset that we have. Um, those are definitely there. But I would even take it a step further. It comes from my grandparents because they instilled it upon my parents that instilled it upon us, uh, both on my father's side and mother's side and giving back to the community. Um, from the individuals that I've worked directly, uh, now I think the uh, the president of Generosity Global, uh, helping his mission along with an individual named Raj Kumar, um, who helps with the education side and now the water side, and kind of combining those two organizations together to provide that resource in, especially in rural Africa, is something that I'm really, really, really proud of. As as well, you should be. I mean, that's really a remarkable thing that you that you're doing there. So, what do you think the best piece of advice has been that someone has given you? Uh, the best piece of advice, right? Um, so if I look at my corporate side is one, but if I look at just on a personal side, um, it, it's, I think the phrase that comes to my mind is give back. Okay. Right? So when I first joined Network of Indian Professional, uh, one of the organization or one of the subcommittee was giving back mm -hmm. uh, and that's where i started the process of giving back to the community um, it started small um, but it's just that was the two words that kind of took a life of its own over the last 10 years 
For sure. I mean, and there's another networking group, and I know that they, their policy is givers gain. To the point when you're giving back and you're giving referrals or helping the community that it does come back. It is doing both well and good that, that we talk about for sure. So I've, I've got to ask, you've had this incredibly successful, diverse career, uh, whether whether it's hotels, restaurants, candles even. So how, how did you end up picking Dickies? So when I was looking to purchase my own restaurant, um, did research, did a lot of research, met with a lot of different uh, concepts. And what it came down to is how does my background in IT translate with the business that I want to get involved? Mm-hmm. Um, and during the uh, the initial conversation, not the operational side, but more on the technology side is where my focus was. How is Dickies or other concepts using the technology to their advantage as more and more individuals are moving away from traditional, you know, walk in a restaurant uh, to more can I order something from my phone? Can I mm-hmm. can I do this via this? How are we translating that and using the um, the trend, user trend, to adapt to changing environment, right? Um, and that's how I ended up at Dickie. Food, everything, all goes into it, but does does this align with what I want to do? Right? Sure. That so it's a little different than other individuals, but. Um, that's how I ended up selecting Dickie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone has their own story and their own journey, but it's interesting on the tech side because, you know, people people think, oh, it's barbecue, oh, it's food. It's, there's not the tech, but I will tell you, Dickies had invested in the technology back in 2019, 2018, 2019, so that when 2020 happened with COVID and restaurants closing all across the country, we already had our app. We yeah. already had our online ordering, and so we were very fortunate um, in that sense. So I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you recognize the, the value of tech that, that's in there. Um, so I've got to ask, so I, I've asked a whole bunch of questions and things. What questions should I have asked you that I haven't asked yet? <laughs> <laughs> what question? Uh, so I've been here for three weeks now. Um, He's just finishing up our barbecue university, our three-word class for new owners. Correct. Um, you know, being in Texas, everything I see is silver and blue, silver and blue, silver and blue for the Cowboys. So you're a Cowboys fan now? I am not a Cowboys fan. Um, we'll just stop the interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Cowboys fan. I have family members that are a Cowboys fan, but I think uh, you've asked a lot of questions regarding my background. I think the one that probably comes to my mind is what day is today? Uh, you haven't asked that today. Um <laughs> Today is my son's birthday and I'm missing it. Oh. Uh, so it's one of those bittersweet moments. Well, I, I understand. Is, it, is this your two-year-old or your three-year-old? Uh, it's my two-year-old. Your two-year-old. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you home soon <laughs> uh, to, to celebrate there. Yeah. But, but yes, well, happy birthday to your son and congratulations on your growing family. Thank you. Um, so at the end of the interview, I always got to bring it back to Dickie's. So I've got to ask, favorite Dickie's meat, favorite Dickie's side? Uh, the favorite side has been mac and cheese. Uh, I've had a little too much of it uh, during the last two weeks. <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> um, the favorite meat uh, is interesting. I've tried all of it. Uh, so far, jalapeno uh, kielbasa has been my favorite. Yes, I love our jalapeno cheddar sausage. I think that that, that may be one of the cool, best things on our menu. It, it, it's spicy yeah. and it's delicious and it's just really kind of perfect. Yeah. So at the end, I always finish it up with the lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices and you're going to give me your favorite. All right, first up, easy one. Barbecue <laughs> beans or jalapeno beans? Jalapeno. All right, like it's spicy. Sweet or unsweet tea? Uh, neither. 
I don't do sweet uh, iced tea. Oh, okay. And if I do, it's gonna be unsweetened. Oh. Uh, the sweet tea down south uh, is just way too sweet for me. Y'all, he's from the north. He just knocked on sweet tea. He knocked on the cowboys. He's too strikes, ladies and gentlemen. We're one out away from this. Uh, all right, let me try this one. Chop brisket or slice brisket? Slice brisket. Sauce or no sauce? No sauce. Like none? None at all? Like we've got original spicy and sweet and none? Not for a brisket. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. All right. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Ribs. All right, I'm a ribs girl too. Absolutely fantastic. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining me, y'all. My guest today has been Deval Shah. You can visit him at his new Dickies in Herndon, Virginia. Thank you so much for everything you do for the community. And we're so excited to have you part of the family. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.